You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you're smiling. Hey you, bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly, crack a smile. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the Best Damn Movie Relay Show here on the internet. This is your host, as always, for Movie Lovers Tonight, John DeGorion. For today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about Rick Moranis. He's back. He's out of retirement. And he's going to be making another Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie. The last movie that he actually made with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was back in 1997 with Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. So sit back and relax whenever I talk about that. Then I got some other news that I want to actually talk about with Harley Quinn. They decided to go ahead and remove that long title from, from the poster. Instead of having Birds of Prey, The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. They decided to go ahead and just call Birds of Prey Harley Quinn. And does that actually make a difference, make or break the box office with that title? Hey, we're just going to have to wait and see whenever I do talk about this. And then Sylvester Stallone and Michael Bay team up to make a little bit of an Escape from L.A. kind of feel type of movie. And that movie is called Little America. Then we actually gonna, we're actually going to be talking about a little bit of TV news with The Goonies. It gets a green light from... From Fox, and then Master of the Universe is expected to be filming in the summer, and I'm hoping that they don't delay it again because otherwise I'm gonna be wasting my breath. So then Venom Two is actually done filming; it's in the can, and Andy Serkis has actually confirmed it. Tom Hardy actually confirmed it for him, and then later on deleted it off of his Instagram because he got overly excited, and I guess they decided to go on ahead and tell him to remove the picture. So let's go on ahead and talk about Rick Moranis for a minute. So, when you think of Rick Moranis, you think of Little Giants, you think of Ghostbusters, you think of all these other movies that he's actually played in, like like I mentioned before, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and even the movie Bully, which is highly underrated with Tom Arnold and him, and it's about uh, Rick Moranis who gets bullied by Tom Arnold uh, through his grade school, and of course he winds up moving, and then he winds up going back into the town, that he was actually bullied in, and Tom Arnold is still there, and but he's actually the chops teacher, and he's also the uh, and Rick Moranis plays the English teacher, and they are both being well. Pretty much, Tom Arnold is the bully still, and Rick Moranis is still the victim. So you have that going on as they're adults. So if you haven't seen that movie, I strongly recommend that you guys actually check that out. But when you look at Rick Moranis, I have huge respect for him because of the fact that. You know, it takes huge commitment to actually go ahead and step away from making movies for a while because of the fact that his wife died of cancer and then he went on ahead and took care of, her, took care of his kids. 
And I actually commend them for that. As a matter of fact, even whenever they were going to do this new Ghostbusters reboot uh, before they went on ahead and did it with Dan Aykroyd, with the old female cast, I remember whenever they asked him if he wanted to be a, doing a cameo, and he actually turned that role down. And it seemed like it was going to be forever until we actually got to see Rick Moranis again on the big screen. Matter of fact, he's not even going to be in this new Ghostbusters Afterlife movie at all, or anything like that. So that's actually makes me a little bit sad. Makes me a little sad to actually not see him in a Ghostbusters movie, especially after seeing him in the second one. But still, I'm just glad. I'm I'm actually really giddy over the fact that you know Rick is actually back, and he's and like I said before, it's all because of the fact that his wife died, and he actually took care of his kids. And you know what? He's doing what any other grown-up would do. He would actually sacrifice his own job to go ahead and take care of his kids. I commend him on that greatly because I've always said this. Family comes first before anything else. And that's exactly what he did. He put his put his kids first before himself, which is what you're supposed to do as a parent. Because when you have kids, it's no longer about you. It's about the kids. And therefore... He winded up taking a long break. He did play a couple of voice uh, voice characters and stuff like that, especially with Little Bear and a couple of other films and stuff like that that I've actually read up on. But aside from that, he hasn't really been attached to play in any major roles or anything like that. And some people are like, well, I'm wondering if this is actually going to be a short part for him or if he's just going to be just a small cameo. And here's the thing with Rick Moranis. When Rick Moranis signs on to certain projects, he doesn't just sign on to just be like a dust in the wind. He always wants to be the person that's up front and center. He wants to make sure that he's actually going to get what he's actually being paid for. And I don't think that he would want to just be a cameo in a movie. I think he just wants to be up front and center again and do some acting again since it's been so long for him to actually, that he's actually been in a movie. So I'm thinking that it's actually going to be him up front and center. And then, of course, he's probably going to be either shrinking the grandkids or something like that. I don't really know the actual plot lines in itself. But it makes me excited to actually see another Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie. And not only that, but this is actually not going to be for the Disney Plus like everybody thought it was going to be. It's actually going to be a theatrical release, which makes me even more happier because of the fact that we haven't seen Rick Moranis on the big screen for a long time. It's been at least two decades since we actually saw Rick Moranis on the big screen. And just to know that he signed on to play Wayne Selinski again makes me happy. It makes me giggity. And yes, I did use a Family Guy reference because of the fact I am just so happy at the fact that, you know, you have a great actor like Rick Moranis who is coming out of retirement and he wants to focus on himself again. And he's actually, and now that his kids are grown, he can actually do a lot more of the projects that he wasn't able to do whenever he was retired. So hopefully we'll get to see us baseball part two. I'm not going to count on it, but fingers crossed. So, there's that. And then, of course, I'm going to get down to some other stuff, too. Like, for instance, Harley Quinn, the title change, like I mentioned before. Let's just be honest. I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed Birds of Prey for what it was. Yes, I did mention the fact that 
the characterization of the characters in itself was the main issue with the with the movie in it with itself but the action sequences the way that Margaret Robbie actually carries herself as Harley Quinn actually makes you believe that she is actually Harley Quinn and also the whole entire setup did feel kind of like the same repetitive stuff that we actually got when you're looking at any type of things like an Ocean's Eleven kind of vibe to it where you actually have this girl who's a pickpocket she winds up stealing the diamond from Black Mask Black Mask is after her and that's why you know she's on the run from Black Mask is because of that and then of course you have Harley Quinn who is on the run from Black Mask because she pissed everybody off because she actually had immunity because of the fact that she's actually Joker's girlfriend. Now that they broke up, the immunity is gone, and then, of course, she's on the run. And, yes, I just winded up probably doing another review of Birds of Prey, but I'm just trying to give you an understanding of where I'm coming from with it. But, you know, you know to me, changing the title at this late in the game and everything because the movie actually failed. And let me go on ahead and just say this. And I just feel bad that this movie actually bombed. Because it was actually a lot better than Suicide Squad. And I mentioned the choppiness in retrospect with the way Birds of Prey is. Birds of Prey doesn't have any choppiness to it compared to what Suicide Squad was. And let me just say, I mean, I thought that Birds of Prey was a lot better as as a movie than it was for the Suicide Squad. And, you know, and with a budget of $97.1 million, and, you know, I really felt bad because, you know, they didn't really do a $150 million budget like they did with Batman versus Superman or anything like that. They actually kept the budget kind of low to where they can actually probably get some of their money back. But, you know... It is what it is, and the low box office numbers makes me sad to know that this movie didn't succeed like it should have succeeded, and, you know, and I felt like, you know, maybe they needed to go on ahead and try and see what what else they can actually do with this. And I don't think naming the naming it a different title or trying to throw in the fact that Harley Quinn's in this movie because the posters alone sells it themselves to know that this is in fact a Harley Quinn movie and this is a DC property. And and Harley Quinn is a part of the DC world as she's part of the Batman universe, part of Gotham City. And there's not really any reason for them to actually try and do that. And not only that, some people are like, well, the advertisement hasn't been that great. I've been seeing advertisements left and right all over the place. And PR is nothing, which is promotions and everything else. And I don't see the problem with the PR. The PR is not the problem. The problem is... Everybody wasn't sold on the trailers. And I'll even own up to the fact that the trailers weren't the best in the world. But I still went out there. I still went on went on ahead and tried to see this movie. And it made me sad to see that it only made an estimated of $81 million. With, and it didn't even make its money, bu- its budget back at all. And another thing too is when I was in the movie theater, one person actually blurred this out in the movie theater. This movie sucks. And, or this movie is stupid. So, you know, based off of that alone, told me that this movie might be in danger of probably 
not succeeding like we want it to be succeeding for a comic book based movie, especially after coming off the high note of the Joker and the Joker was such a good movie. And it's just sad to actually see birds of prey, you know, not, not flying high pun intended. And, you know, I, I felt like maybe the PR and everything else, they did a good job with the promotions because it's there. Every single time when you turn on the TV, you always saw a Harley Quinn commercial. But the way they actually try to sell it as a whole trailer, on the other hand, might have been the whole entire reason why this movie didn't succeed the way it should have succeeded. And, you know, I'm sold as Margot I'm sold with Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. That wasn't an issue for me or anything like that. It was just me being afraid that it was going to be another Suicide Squad type of movie where we got the choppiness, the humor, and stuff like that. And yes, some of the humor is still there, but it wasn't enough to where I could actually say this movie was bad. I thought it was an okay movie. I mean, it wasn't the greatest comic book movie on the face of the planet, but I still had fun. I still had fun watching Harley Quinn doing her Harley Quinn thing, even though the characterization from some, for some of the characters wasn't there. I still, I still had a good time watching her and doing her thing. So if you haven't seen Birds of Prey, check it out. I think that you guys might actually have a little bit of a good time with it. If not, hey, I understand not every movie's for everybody. All movies are subjective. So there's that. So... The next thing I'm going to be talking about is the fact that there's going to be a Goonies TV series. And a matter of fact, Fox actually greenlit, greenlit it and everything. And I'm actually excited for the fact that, you know, we're actually going to be getting a TV series versus a sequel. Although I wouldn't mind a sequel. But to me, I think it would be neat to actually see what kind of adventures that maybe the adults act kids actually go on and I think that doing it in a tv series kind of way is actually kind of a smart move because you can actually watch a Goonies type of show and tune in by week on a weekly basis to see what your favorite characters are actually doing you can actually speculate on what the characters are doing and stuff like that if they're not going to do the binging or anything like that but you know I'm I'm all for the fact that you know we're going to be getting another Goonies whether it's a sequel or a TV series, but it still has to make you a little bit excited or whatever to know that there is going to be another Goonies, uh, somewhere along the lines of another Goonies team, another Goonies uh, adaptation in some way or some fashion. So it makes me excited to actually know that that's actually going to be happening. A matter of fact, you know, one of the actors that played Mikey and everything, he was actually excited at the fact that, you know, he's been wanting to do a sequel for a long time, which was Sean Austin. And like I said, he played Mikey and he said this, I've said it, said, and I will always say that it's not a question of if, but rather of when the sequel gets made, the precise makeup of it. I have no idea whether I will be in it, no idea whether they would even want the original cast in it, no idea, but it doesn't matter. It's bigger, it's actually better than than everybody. It's bigger than even Steven Spielberg who created it. It's bigger than Richard Donner who breathes such strong life into it. It's not a part of American culture or lore in the studio. It's not, well, he said it's not 
is now a part of American culture lore, and the studio has a lot to gain from promoting for promoting it. So you can take it to the bank that people will get to enjoy it more. And another thing, too, is Richard Donner is even attached to actually do some stuff with this TV series, which actually makes me happy at the fact that, you know, they're actually considering Richard Donner to put his fingerprints on the TV series, which means that we can actually get some cheesiness from the 80s mixed down with some of the 2020 type of vibe. So I'm actually cannot wait to see what they're actually going to be doing with that. It makes, like I said, this kind of stuff actually makes me excited to actually know that they're actually thinking of something new and creative to do within this world of the Goonies. And I know that some people are like, well, you know, they can't think of anything creative or anything. There are plenty of shows that you you can think of that's actually creative. If you look through the whole entire catalog of Netflix and everything and the creativity behind some of the original shows that they actually have, you can actually find yourself looking at some pretty decent TV shows and everything. And I think that would be something that you might want to benefit from is watching something off of Netflix versus something that's on national TV right now because... Netflix has been killing it with original TV shows. Same thing when you have Amazon and you have all these other streaming services and everything now where you can actually get original content that might actually stand out on its own without you even having to say there's nothing original whenever there is. Maybe it might not be something that's in your comfort zone or in your warehouse, wheelhouse or anything to where you can actually be interested in it. But venture out of your wheelhouse a little bit and... Watch something that might be out of your comfort zone. Because here's the thing. I've watched shows that are out of my comfort zone. Something that I wouldn't even expect myself to watch. And I wind up loving it. And, you know, I mentioned some of the greatest shows of 2019 and everything on the podcast. So if you haven't checked out that episode, go on and check that out. Because some of those shows that I mentioned are outside of my comfort zone. And I want you guys to be able to check out new shows that I actually recommend because I think that you guys would actually benefit from that. But anyways, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the Sylvester Stallone and Michael Bay team-up movie. Now, like I said, this is going to have a little bit of an escape from L.A. kind of feel to it and everything else, which is something that I'm actually excited about because I love Escape from L.A. Not only that, but if you even think about Sylvester Stallone and everything, he's in his 70s and everything, and the dude is still making movies today. And especially after him coming off of Rambo and stuff like that, it makes me excited to see that, you know, Sylvester Stallone is still doing his thing, still making action movies and stuff like that. And you cannot get a better director to actually do some action movies. Don't get me wrong. I did not like Michael Bay's Netflix movie or whatever, but when it comes down to action movies and stuff like that and the kind of style that Stallone is probably going to be used to doing, I think that you guys might actually be... I think that we might actually be in in for a real treat here. Because here's the thing. This is what the movie's about. It's about a future of the United States and is bankrupt and has been turned into a war zone. The actor will star as a former army ranger who is hired by Asian billionaires to find his daughter. So, I mean, I love the whole entire concept. It's kind of like a apocalyptic kind of feel to it where you have this army ranger who's trying to look for this guy's daughter and stuff like that, and, you know, I think, like I said before, I mean, Michael Bay directing something that with Sylvester Stallone, 
this is something that is very special, something that I think that we're actually going to get a real good treat from. And, you know, if anybody is good at making action movies, it's Michael Bay. As far as bad boys go, as far as some of his other stuff besides Transformers, I think that, you know, Michael Bay is the right guy to actually make a good action flick with uh, Sylvester Stallone. But tell me what you guys think. I'm going to actually have in the descriptions where you guys can actually send in voicemail messages so that way you can tell me what you guys think about that. What do you think about Rick Moranis, the Harley Quinn change? Tell me what you guys think, because I like to actually know. I like to actually have a conversation with you guys and everything, and let me know what you guys have to say, because this is not just about me. This is about you guys, too. I want this to be a community to where everybody can actually tell each other how you guys feel about a certain topic or anything like that. There's no right or wrong answers. All movies are subjective. So no one's going to get attacked if you got if you wind up sending me something that's actually different from what my opinion actually is. And if I'm wrong on a certain thing, go on ahead and correct me on it. I'll go on ahead and make the correction myself on the next show. And, you know, I'm going to take it from there. Um, so the next thing I'm going to be talking about is the Masters of the Universe show is actually, um, well, movie is going to be expected to be filming in the summer. Now, I'm excited at the fact that they're actually saying now that it's going to be the summertime, but I'm hoping at least by April that they don't say, well, we're going to delay it again because of creative differences. There's a star, another actor that left the set or another actress that left the set or another director left it over creative differences. I'm hoping that they don't go that way. I'm hoping that Sony actually has a solid track now on this Masters of the Universe thing because everybody's been excited for a Masters of the Universe movie ever since it was actually announced. Not only that, but even the animated thing that's that Kevin Smith was going to do with Netflix and everything, everybody was excited about that because they have to actually reintroduce the character into a 2020 audience versus a 1980s audience, which is going to be totally different. But I cannot wait to see how they actually do that, if they do that. But a Masters of the Universe movie is something that I've been wanting ever since the I saw the 1980s Dolph Lundgren one. Because that's outdated now. And the cheesiness and everything is just... Ooh, it's, just it's just one of those movies where you know it's so good it's bad. To the, to the point where you're like, yeah, this movie does need a remake. And matter of fact, the way that I'm hoping that they actually do this remake is like a Star Wars fantasy and sci-fi type of feel to it. Where you have all those elements into one movie and they actually have Skeletor in it and they actually bring this universe together because He-Man is just a great character to the to where you know it has a huge fan base for the 1980s but I don't know if the 2020 people uh, people in the 2020s would actually appreciate a Masters of the Universe movie but maybe they may actually look at it from a different angle where it's like okay this is kind of like a fantasy sci-fi type of thing out in space and maybe I might actually want to check it out so maybe just maybe this movie could actually be successful if they don't have any more holds where Sony don't have any more holds or anything like that with this project because I don't want anybody to be walking away from this project with over creative differences because Sony has been catching it lately, especially with Uncharted and then the Crow reboot and stuff like that. It just seems like they can't get anything off the ground, even including with the Masters of the Universe. It just seems like 
Sony just can't get the ball rolling when it comes down to certain projects. But as for Venom goes, which I'm going to get in a few minutes, they've been knocking that out of the park. It looks like they're knocking Morbius out of the park. They finally have a track record on how they want to do their Spider-Man universe now, building up these villains. Maybe they might actually introduce Spider-Man later on in the films and everything. So I'm hoping that they actually put Peter Parker in Venom 2. Cross his fingers, but Andy's. But he, now I'm going to drop into Venom Two is done filming, but I just can't believe the tambalization that Venom Two is now done. As in the can, Andy Circus is now done filming, and you know what? Just last week they were 40 days into filming, and now the movie is actually done and it's wrapped up. I'm hoping that this movie is a dark R-rated. I'm hoping that they go balls to the wall with this, especially whenever you're dealing with carnage and stuff like that. I want this to be a hard rated R. I want them to go toe-to-toe. I want them to fight. I want them to tear their ends off to no end on this movie because this is what this is what I've been wanting. I've been wanting a rated R Venom movie since the very first Venom movie, which I actually complained because of the fact that it was a PG-13 movie. And then I winded up watching it, and I loved it. But let's just call it what it is. The main villain was actually only had one layer to that character. But, you know, it made me believe that, you know, this character is actually someone that, you know, you can actually be, he can actually be feared. And that's what drew me into the movie even more. And I just got to be honest, Tom Hardy as Venom, and then you have Woody Harrelson as Carnage. It's a win-win situation. And Andy Serkis actually knows what he's doing when it comes down to creativity and stuff like that. Especially whenever you look at him when he plays Gollum with Lord of the Rings. And then he also played in Black Panther. The guy is just awesome at almost everything he does. Everything he touches just turns to gold just about. All except the Mowgli movie, I think. But that's also a Netflix movie. But... You know, Andy Serkis cannot, can do no wrong. Same thing with Woody Harrelson and also, too, with Tom Hardy. And like I said, I want these two characters to go head-to-head. I want Woody Harrelson just to bring his A-game to where we have layers to him just like we had on True Detective. I want him to bring those layers to the table for Carnage. I want him to bring that dark humor to it. I want Eddie to go, out, go on ahead and, and just brutalize him. And everything. And Carnage is doing his whole entire Carnage thing. This this movie is something that I've been excited about. Since it was actually announced that there is a Venom 2. Same thing with Morbius. I'm also a fan of Morbius and everything. As a matter of fact, I'm actually reading the new Morbius comic books. And if you haven't checked out... Um, as a matter of fact, issues 1 through 3 is actually out now. So check that out. You can actually get on board with reading the first three uh, issues and everything. And be caught up. And I'm just going to tell you this. The artwork is amazing in that. In that it's going to make you sweaty. It's going to make you wonder what, what's going to happen with Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man is actually trying to help him find a cure for the uh, vampire virus. I think that you guys are actually going to wind up loving that comic book. So if you haven't checked out Morbius the Living Vampire comic books, check it out at your local comic book stores. And everything. Because I think that you guys are actually going to enjoy that. But as far as Venom goes and everything, I've been a fan of Venom since God knows how long. Even before it was announced on Spider-Man 3 that Venom was going to be the villain for that for that movie. And then, of course, the movie comes out, 
eh, let's just not talk about that. And then Venom, the standalone movie with Tom Hardy comes out. It was everything that I wanted Venom to be, if not more. I think that this is actually going to be a fantastic movie. So, with that being said, uh, this is going to be it for me for tonight. I hope that you guys actually enjoy this show. I hope that you guys share this show with other people. Not only that, but if this is your first time listening to this show, go on ahead, hit that subscribe button, pass it along to everybody else. Let everybody know that you love listening to Movie Lovers Unite. And you know what? Also check out one of my friends who does his own podcast called FTO Nerd Talk, D. Murray. He's a very good friend of mine. I'm very pleased to actually have him as a friend. Check out his channel and everything. He talks about everything down to the T. He talks about sweaty, sweaty nerd stuff to political stuff. He goes into a whole entire different realm and everything, and he knocks it out. Him and his uh, co-host both do a fantastic job on that. And another thing, too, I'm actually going to have where you guys can send in a voicemail message. To, uh, hey, if you guys want to ask me any questions, I'm going to answer them on the next show. I would like to actually start taking people's questions and everything else. So go ahead, send me out a couple of questions or whatever, and I'll answer them as soon as I can. And, of course, if I get anything wrong, go ahead and correct me on it, and then I'll make it make the corrections on the next show. And then if you liked any of the topics, go ahead tell me what you guys liked about the topics. Tell me what you guys think about some of the news. And until next time, bye-bye.